Welcome to the Husband and Wife Talk Podcast. My name is Corey. My name is Alex. <laughs> Who do we have here? We have a very good friend. I don't know how long we've known each other. Probably since we moved to the city. Yeah. But like five, six yeah. years. Hannah Von Winkle is here and she you is say a Van Winkle, but Van sure. Winkle. So yeah. sorry. Um <laughs> Emmy award winning, I should have said in the beginning. <laughs> you can't see I'm getting so beat red. <laughs> uh, film, a TV producer, cat mom, and again, Emmy award winner. <laughs> and overall, amazing human being. Yes, yeah. yes guys. Yeah, Where is sure. your Emmy? Um, it's in my living room. Nice. Yeah. Can I, like, does it have a display case on, or is it no. just chilling on the shelf? Just chilling on the shelf. So if you come over, you can you can take it and get a picture with it. Nice. I think. Do you remember Eric Schoenfeld? Yeah. Yes. I should have said the last name, but Eric. <laughs> yeah. Um, he uh, came over for a party a few years ago before I think they got married, and he was like taking it down, like holding it, like wanted a picture with it. <laughs> That's and awesome. I encourage that. I mean, it's so cool. Yeah. yeah. It's a cool thing. Yeah. And That's... for the longest time, when I first got it, because first of all. They make you pay to get it. Really? It was $400. Are you serious? <laughs> For the actual statue. Oh, and this wow. is after the Emmy circuit is a racket. You have to pay to apply to like potentially be nominated. Oh, then wow. you have to pay to go to the ceremony. So I didn't go. And then you have to pay for the actual award. Now, if you wow. work for some of the, for like different, I'm sure the primetime Emmys are different and they'll get paid for by like, you know, ER or whatever show it is. Yeah. yeah. Probably have a budget for that. But for, you know, local news, it's, you know, we're, that's out of our own pocket. So I paid for $400 for this Emmy. I get it. And it's in my kitchen, like on the kitchen counter because I didn't know where to put it. And my mom comes over and she's like, what are you doing with this Emmy? It's on the kitchen counter <laughs> on the like linoleum. And she was like, put it in the living room on the mantle. So I was like. <laughs> Okay. okay, so then she put it on the mantle. That's and awesome. It's pretty much been there ever since. <laughs> That's amazing. I can't remember who it was, but there was um, some actress that came on The Tonight Show after winning her first, I don't know if it was an Emmy or what, um, and he asked her where she put it, and she was like, well, she lived in New York. Um, She's like, I have a tiny New York apartment. I don't really have anywhere to put it, so I put it in my bathroom, and it's yeah. like on the back of her toilet. <laughs> I mean, and that's fun, too, so because funny. then people can come over and, like, spend their time. That's what um, Kate Winslet famously puts her Oscar in the bathroom. So she, people oh, maybe can it was come in and be, like, you know, with posing with the mirror, <laughs> do their thing, that's and then so come back out, sort of take their time in, in that, that space. <laughs> oh, that's so that's funny. That's so funny. I love that. Um, all right. Well, how – let's um, dive into kind of how you got into – TV producing film work. You don't want to do Wednesday Wisdom? Like oh, you always remind me to yeah, do. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank no you. Worries. Wow. So sorry. No, all good. Go ahead. Wednesday Wisdom. Um, you want to start us off? Yeah. I mean, I haven't used it yet, but my Wednesday Wisdom would, and I'm imagining it's going to be great. I just bought, we just bought a Tim Tam, which is like one of those hammer. It's like a Theragun. Theragun oh, things. It's also a really great Australian cookie tim tams uh, yes. yes i've heard of this i, I yeah. haven't had them but <laughs> so this is you got like a it's like a massage thing? gun oh, it's like dope. a drill that yeah that like has different modes and you can like because we're both having like insane shoulder problems but i'm very yeah. excited to be here soon the thing that i don't like about theraguns and that type of like foam rolling and stuff sure people think that that's gonna just like magically solve their problems mm. but no, yes it's, it's it will help relief some pain release some pain and um 
it, it'll it'll help, but you still have to do mobility and stretching yes. and strengthening on top of it. Nobody but it likes just feels good. But no, the it first time I had, good. have you ever done cryotherapy? No. Okay. So <laughs> I don't like being cold. <laughs> I don't. I don't either. I hate being cold. Um, but Corey's sister went to this cryotherapy place, and she was like, "It's so great." please come do this with me. It's only two minutes. And I was like, okay, fine. I'll try it. Um, it actually did feel really nice. Sure. Cause the way they explained it to me, which makes sense when you're in that cold environment, all your blood has to rush to your organs to keep you alive <laughs> so that then when you come out, then you have new blood kind of filtered out. And so it's almost like, um, what's dialysis. Um, dialysis. I mean, it's uh, not, but it also it's not, but it's similar. Anyway, um, and then at this place you got to do cryotherapy and then you got to choose a couple of different things. So I chose compression pants oh, and nice. 30, 20, 20 minutes with a Theragun and he did my shoulders and I walked out and was like rolling my shoulders. Like there's not any crunching. There's no tension. Wow. Like it felt really nice. Of course it came back 48 hours later sure. and didn't last forever, but in that in the moment moment, it right. was wonderful. I mean, we have a whole box of mobility <clears throat> stuff. We have like. I'm not surprised. I'm looking over here just to see like, two rollers. Yeah, foam rollers, <laughs> blocks, uh, what else we have? Yoga oh, straps. Cupping set, yeah. like yeah. all that stuff. So, yeah, it's nice to have this one here because I'm like, oh, I feel this. And she's like, here's here's the here's the tool set. Go, yeah. like, roll out. Fucking <laughs> I mean, do I think it. that sounds really nice. I have, I've seen, like, on Instagram people do it. It's like, oh, that looks lovely. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't do it yourself? I haven't done it. I haven't. I'm taking the plunge. No, it's okay. There's always time. Uh, yeah. yeah. There's always time. I'm also really terrible about doing things like stretching and mobility. Aren't and we all? That, all that stuff. I'm terrible at it. Yeah. It's hard. It happens. What's your Wednesday wisdom, Alex? <clears throat> um, my Wednesday wisdom is I got an email from, I <sighs> sent someone an email and she's the owner of a yoga studio and I got an auto reply back that. I'm not going to take the time to find the exact wording. She worded it very nicely, but she said something like, I'm enjoying living this beautiful life that we have. And I am only checking emails from 12 to five or whatever it was. If this is emergency, like text me, here's my phone number. And I thought that was awesome because for many, many different reasons. One, it gives her peace of mind mm -hmm. that if there's anything pressing, they'll reach out <clears throat> and like emails are there for her when she's ready. Mm -hmm. And two, I think it, forces people who are emailing you to think about like well is this pressing like do i need to reach out like mm -hmm. is this really that big of a deal not mm -hmm. really and the answer right. is always not really yeah so i i don't live in a world where i have emails that are bombarding me and i feel like i need to do that <laughs> <laughs> so i am not really i don't feel the need to adapt this for myself sure <laughs> but i recommend for people that yeah. Maybe run a business like herself. Maybe yeah. run a show. Or run a show. I don't run a show. I don't run the show. <laughs> but if I mean, like, I, yeah. you can't do that in your line of work, I would imagine. Well, one of the things, I went on vacation a number of years ago with my family, and we were in the Grand Canyon, and like the bottom of the Grand Canyon, whitewater rafting down yeah. the Colorado River. And, and I so imagine there's, there's no reception there. No service. Yeah. So I put on my out of office, like, I won't have service. Yeah. And I got to say, it was the most liberating thing to not have service, so I wouldn't check it yes um but then also i feel like i when i said my out of office i'm like i'm going on vacation i'm taking this time to really unplug i'm not gonna have service i'm not gonna really get back to you until this date yeah mm -hmm. it gave me the ability to check out and then i got a number of emails from people when i returned saying 
good for you for taking the time yes. for yourself and for fully unplugging. Like, I hope you enjoy your vacation. Yes. That's great. And I was like, oh my gosh, I felt really supported in yeah. my decision. Yes. I had no other choice but to make that decision, yeah. but yeah. I felt really supported in it. Yeah. yeah. I do, when I go on vacation, I do have an auto reply because, again, I don't get a lot of emails that are, but if clients ever want to yeah. communicate with me, like, nope, can't. Mm-hmm. And it does. It Like you said, peace of mind and, yeah. It's really... I think it's really empowering, really helpful. Yeah. It's so, so cute with the cat. I, I told Corey, like, maybe it's just on the weekends. Something. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Find a way that makes it work for you. Yeah. Is my suggestion. I like that you. idea, too, of, like, you're not necessarily gone or anything, but, like, this is, especially on the weekends, Corey, yeah. certainly <laughs> check out a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I'm working on it. The problem is we do, like, I have a ton of different projects going on. Yes. All with revolving deadlines. Mm-hmm. So that's been kind of tough. Yeah. Like, we're doing, we just did the... Um, a TV commercial for Bob and Monet, the drag queens. And like, they're like, it's due on Sunday. And we're like, okay. So like, that's like, mm. I would love to unplug. Yeah. Right? But like, Some, gotta... yeah, sometimes deadlines get in the way, but sure, I mean, yeah, but yeah, uh, ideally I would unplug. I uh, heard a, something from a life coach the other day, which is similar to what you're saying. Like sort of put yourself, even if you're like sort of quote unquote, like not in the office. Right. But you're not fully out of the office. You're not fully on vacation. Mm. You can sort of set the, your like office hours for yourself yeah. for the weekend. So I will be checking uh-huh. email like your like your yeah. friend said from you know twelve to five. That's a good idea to sort of give people like this is when I'll be available on email. Otherwise, you know what, you just have to wait. Not, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's okay. And if it is an emergency, text me. Yeah, and then we can get the thing resolved. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the things that's annoying about the auto responses is that every time you get an email, it sends someone something. So then even if I reply, sure. Then you got to turn it off. Reply, right? And then put it back. I don't know. Uh, this is weird. Anyways, yeah, 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 you do. What about you? Do you have any wisdom for us or Um, any tidbits? I have a couple things. So, the first one, when I was riding my Peloton this morning, um, (laughs) which I am obsessed with, uh, one of the coaches was like, "Just because somebody has put something out for you, and you don't want it, it doesn't mean that you have to take it." And Mm. this is can be applied to a number of things, like. I take it immediately to food because I'm uh, always eating. But like, you know, at a cocktail party, just because somebody comes around with a platter and, you know, it doesn't mean you have to take it. And I think emotionally and, you know, in relationships as well, just because somebody is like, I like you or whatever, doesn't mean you have to then immediately like them just because they're, you know, putting it out there for you. Yeah. And you have to listen to your own, your own wants and needs. um, And if you want to accept that. That's 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 really powerful. Yeah, I like that. Because a lot of people in the heat of the moment don't want to like, are non-confrontational. Mm-hmm. So that like, maybe the fear of like, no, I don't want that. Then it's like, what, what is the ramification of mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. With something as easily as passing off food, like that's, you know, that's a little more less complicated than, sure. you know, I like you. But right. yeah. it's cool that it applies broadly across the spectrum. Yeah. 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 It is hard when people are passing around food and it's like right there in oh, front dude. of you. You're like, okay, yeah, sure. I'll yeah. take eight of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. Just leave those oysters here, yeah. please. Yeah. Um, um, and so my, I have a second one. Yeah. If, if I can be indulged oh, for a moment. Yes. yes. Um, the second one was, and it's sort of similar, but not. Um, like, pay attention to people when they show you like who they are. Um, somebody was saying that the other day, and I was just like, that is also really powerful to me, because I think, as a female, I'm constantly sort of coming up with stories or making excuses for people about why they do something or, you know, why they may not do something. And I think just to quiet my mind a bit about that and, you know, just 
pay attention to what they're doing and like believe that don't mm. believe like you, sort of like actions are speaking louder than words right yeah. pay attention to the way somebody's acting not necessarily the story that they're telling you around it and and believe that as as the the thing rather than some other cockamamie story yeah. i have i first of all i love that you said i have acting non verba tattooed on my body you have, what is it it's acting actions not words oh yeah. wow yeah acting non verba that's yeah. like my show me yeah don't tell me mm-hmm. like you know, lead by example. It's kind of like a lead by example and be the, be the person that, you know, you want others to like mm-hmm. see, but that's, yeah. Listen mm-hmm. when people are telling you who they are. Do you have an example of something like that? Or like, I mean, I'm is there sure. something that kind of like, like made you, or did you just hear it and you're like, Oh, I like get it. I mean, I think I can apply that to so many different things in terms of relationships too. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody is not like showing up for you, like listen to that. Don't listen to the excuses or whatever. Like that's do you make that's up, noise. Do you make up mm. things in your head about sure. other people's behavior? Of course, I mean, everyone, everyone does. does. Yeah. yeah, of course, I do that a lot. Yeah, yeah, and like, yeah. There's so many. Um, you know, if I'm in- interested in a guy and I'm like, you know, he's not calling me, but then he like, you know, you know, texts me on like a drunk Friday night. It's like. Listen, mm. listen to that behavior. Yeah. And don't be like, oh, well, yeah. he, now he just got around to it because he had such a busy week. It's like, <laughs> no, Hannah. <laughs> He's drunk that. and like being like you up. Like, yeah. That, yeah. yeah. Listen to that. Yeah. That's great advice. <laughs> listen to that, folks. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we want, I want to, I've been wanting to have you on for a while because you both work in the entertainment and like film world. Mm-hmm. Um, I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about how you got into what you do and mm-hmm. what it is exactly that you do, sure. like let people know. Sure. So I'm a television producer. I work on a national morning program. Um, and I started off in very sort of very low level uh, in, in this business, in the television news quasi-entertainment business. So like I started off as an NBC page. Um, nice. oh, wow. How long have you lived in New York? 17 years. Wow, nice. wow, wow, wow. Nice. <laughs> New Yorker uh, through and through now. Yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> and so I started off doing that, and that program is like for recent college graduates. So I gave tour of the studios, and then you also have an opportunity to work in other departments within NBC that you have to like interview for. Um, and <clears throat> so I did a couple things, and that was my first introduction to production in general. Like I'd never been exposed to production before because this was in you know early 2000s or early aughts and um in, in my school I went to Vassar there were no media studies oh, wow. majors there were no there was a film major but it, it was all theoretical and this is a funny thing so I went to Vassar graduated with an econ degree mm. um bachelor's degree in economics <clears throat> in the yearbook for whatever reason it says that my major was film I took a film class second semester of my senior year what? the whole time I was oh my there. Oh, god! And it was all, like, theory and, like, analyzing films. Huh. It's so weird to me. Did you, sort of did you see that. on Instagram when I posted about my getting my um, master's diploma? I'm not sure. So I got my, like, diploma in the mail. Which is freaking awesome, by the way. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, and I took a picture of it, and I sent it to my cohort, and I was like, it finally came! Uh, and one of the girls goes, Alex, it says creative writing. 
Yeah. And then I looked at it. I didn't even look. I just saw that my name was there. And then... Of course. Yeah. And then I just assumed... Is your name spelled correctly? Yes. Yes. Check. Assumed that my college got everything else correct. Yeah. And I started <sighs> laughing so hard. And I emailed school and said, you know, there's a small mistake. Just <laughs> tiny mistake here. They yeah. sent me a new one. And someone else in my cohort also got creative writing. So now she has two masters. <laughs> now I'm a double master. <laughs> Which is it's amazing. I hope you put them side by side. I, I want to. Hysterical. I want to film yeah, or frame them. You definitely should, just to like impress people. Yeah, thousand awesome. percent. I'm going to frame both of them. That's great. I would love to hear a little bit more about this NBC page thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so um, have you ever seen the show Thirty Rock? Oh, yeah. Kenneth the Page um, is a character, but the the Page program is a real thing. So it started, you know, in the '50s, I think, or '60s. And um, basically, it gives new college graduates. It's like a step above an internship. Mm-hmm. So when I was a page, pages were are paid like ten dollars an hour. So it's like nothing. But at the time, interns were not paid. Mm. I think now interns across the board are paid in in um, entertainment, but they weren't at the time. Um, and so you just do all kinds of things that are needed around the building. Like I said, you give tours of the studios, and you can work in different departments. So I worked in. Um, the promo department for shows like the Today Show and Nightly News and Dateline and that sort of thing. And I was logging tape and screening things and finding footage and uh, doing all kinds of things, doing music cue sheets or, you know, just a, whatever needed to be done um, around with all that stuff. And, and it was a really cool experience sort of. And this is back when where I was literally hauling around actual beta tapes. Wow. wow. <laughs> and we were in these huge like tape to tape rooms. Yeah. Avid was just sort of coming up, but they hadn't really made the full switch yet. So to digital, that was wow. yeah. yeah, crazy. Do you um, think that um, Thirty Rock displays uh, the page accurately? I, of course, everything his in outfit TV is one hundred percent accurate. Yes, I have not watched the show, so I can't say. Okay, <laughs> and everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, you you like live that life? I can't believe that you haven't watched the show." And it's I'm terrible. I'm trying to catch up. I just started watching Seinfeld There's from the beginning. Too much <clears throat> content. Too much. There's too too much. Have you heard of the morning show? Sure have. Have you watched it? Sure have. What do you think? I think there's a lot of things about it that are sort of close to, to real life and there's a whole lot about it that of course isn't. <laughs> of course and it's sort of those details that I get hung up on like nobody's in the control room when the show isn't on like if you're if the yeah show, like if the, if the show isn't until tomorrow like nobody's like hanging out in the control room being like hey what's going on yeah <laughs> um, having like full-on production right? meetings in the control room <laughs> it's oh, not happening like, get the fuck <laughs> out of here yeah get and, out of here and even like the crew guys are not really hanging out in the control room yeah. like it's just we have we have desks we have offices yeah um, I mean, I don't have an office, but my executive producer does. <laughs> um, and so that was like, I was like, that's that's not real. But, you know, yeah, we all get up in the crack of dawn in the early, you know, morning and the yeah. in still evening by most people's yeah. accounts. Yeah. And then you sort of go through the ghost town of New York to get to work and you're there before everybody else is. And yeah. So all that stuff is, is accurate. Um, you know, it's... I really want to see... I told Corey, because he loves searching the internet, I don't. I said, I want you to find me an article or something that talks about the comparison of what really happened with Matt Lauer and the morning show. Like, I need to know how many similarities there are, because I just found it fascinating. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that I could even say. I sort of know what everybody else knows. I know what was, like, you know, reported in page six. Yeah. Right. Um, I think that 
this from what I know, and again, I know what is out there. I yeah. never never worked with Matt Lauer, never met him. Um, this sort of tries to take like a back seat, back door rather look at, at sort of his yeah. yeah a little bit of his perspective, but also being really true to the women, the female voices in, yeah. in the story, and really recognizing um, that how hurtful and how much they suffered from that the yeah. character's actors I'm going to be specific in saying like you know Steve Carell's character and yeah. Yeah. Show his character's actions yeah um yeah. and that's because that's that's what I'm familiar with the yeah. show yeah. I don't know really what yeah. happened yeah I also thought it was really fascinating just seeing the production side of it sure. and seeing all the like it's like when Oz the you know the, sure. the curtain yep. comes down yep. in yeah. Oz yeah cool. um, I mean so, yeah but, like we go we get called in the night to go to a fire like that right. happens yeah. yeah like you know I've been called and said like get on a plane in two hours and go to like a mass shooting like wow. those things happen so yeah. you so you went from being a page and then like did yeah. you just were you still like what was the next thing for you? so when I was at page I worked in like I said the promo department doing um, promos you know like nightly news this week you know these stories those types of spots um they hired me out of the program for a short time um after the program so you can stay in the page program for like a year um now it's i think you're required to stay in for a year when i was there you could leave whenever you wanted to if you got a job somewhere else you could leave mm. um but now i think you have to even sign a contract to say that you're oh, going to wow. stay in the program oh, for a year um but so i'd Stayed in the program for a year. After my year was up, that that department hired me for a particular project. I think we were doing some big project with for CNBC or something. And so I was doing that for a few weeks. Sorry, Whoops. we're good. <laughs> and um, and then literally on a Friday they were like, "Okay, project's done. You don't need to come back on Monday." So I was like, "Oh snap!" Oh shit! Because <laughs> I was I was just strictly freelance, and oh, so yikes. that was that was part of the That's deal. Yeah. yeah. So I was like. You know, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Because not for nothing, you you know, that pay wasn't even very great. It was still probably like 10 or $12 an hour. You know, it's pretty Did you have terrible. to have a second job? I didn't because I was working so much. Yeah. Okay. When I was a page, I was probably working six, seven, eight days a week. Holy wow. Um, and so you get time and a half when you're over 40 hours, those types of things. But so there's not a lot of opportunity to spend the money that you're so making. So you're hustling. Yeah. yeah. That's for your sure. Whole life. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, but it's, it was still wasn't a lot of money and I had, you know, three roommates in the Upper West Side, yeah. Sure. Yeah. um, at the time. So, and what made you want to be a page graduating with an econ major and only one film class? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question, yeah. You're very attentive. Um, well, somebody at my, in my college career, um, office, Fred Burke, thank you so much. Um, still talk to this man That's to this awesome. day. Um, he thought that it would be a great um, program for me and he sort of saw my interest in things and and he he knew that that might be able to tap into some of my interests so he was like this will be great and what he recognized and what I came to recognize is that because you're um, allowed to apply for different sort of departments and to work on different shows and things you can sort of see how so many different things work in a short period of time like in that year you can see how you know late night um i think conan was there when i was there so that was how long ago it was and then you can you know maybe work on the today show maybe saturday night live you can work in the marketing department right. if you want to you can work in corporate communications which yeah. i did for a while wow. so like you can get a sampling of all of these different things that's cool which you know i had no real exposure to from a liberal arts uh college which i loved by the way um and i'm so happy i went to a liberal arts school but because of that broad education i had 
little knowledge of some of the more finer and specific mm-hmm. yeah. um, jobs. Cool. So after, uh, after, I mean, you were freelancing at this point. So after right. that, what happened? Well, I was unemployed for a little while. <clears throat> um, happens, to the, happens to the best <laughs> of us. <laughs> yeah. And worst mistake I made when I was 22 years old. So I was like, I'm unemployed, but I'm not going to apply for unemployment because I don't want to have like a safety net and I don't want to, like, I still want to have like a hustle and I want to like not get comfortable being unemployed. So I didn't apply for unemployment. I burned through all my all of my savings, oh, wow. <laughs> which granted was not very much, right, but right, it was right. still yeah. all gone. Um, and but I it's got... also kind of smart and very brave of you to say like I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna. I th- I think I believe that the messages you put into the universe, like comes back to you. Sure. So I think if you had said like yes, I'm gonna file for unemployment, and <laughs> I'm gonna put myself in this lane. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, you could have stayed there longer or could have gotten more comfortable. And... Yeah. Well, I also like that you knew yourself enough to be like, I will become yeah. complacent. And, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll become uh, complacent and yeah. like not do anything. So, yeah. so I what mean, happened? So um, I was unemployed for a little while and then I got sort of a part-time job at the Tribeca Film Festival, but not doing anything cool. I was like selling tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was working like the phone bank when people would call up and, and stuff yeah. like that. So, but it paid the bills and it did, you know, it was fine. It was a place to go during the day. Yeah. Um, and then sort of during this whole time, cause I knew the Tribeca thing wasn't going to last either. I mean, it's a short term festival here in New York. Um, I had been talking with some of my former colleagues back at NBC and one of them put me in touch with somebody who was launching this, um, weather network at NBC called NBC weather plus. And, um, they were looking for people to help launch the network. So I was like, pick me. Cool. <laughs> so they did. And then I got a job and I was commuting from, Greenpoint to uh, Secaucus, New Jersey. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> my God. Via public transportation. Oh, my gosh. To be at work by 7 a.m. Like night. two, what is that, like two and a half hours? Oh. It was like, in the morning, it was quick. I left my house at 10 to 6, and I got to work by like about 7. Oh, okay. On the way home, it could take like two hours or three hours. Oh, it was wow. yeah. miserable. Um, but, you know, I did that for a couple of years and I learned so much. And that was like really where I got a feel for live TV, you know, breaking news, covered Hurricane wow, Katrina, yeah. Hurricane Wilma, wow. so many different weather stories that cool. were happening um, in those couple of years that I was there. So I was able to really dig into that. And that's sort of where I fell in love with being in live TV. And yeah. then from there, um, I went to this program I wanted to stop working in Secaucus because it's <laughs> annoying <laughs> um, so I applied to work for uh, this company called N- or not NBC Weather Plus that's where I was uh, called Channel One which is a program for high schoolers and middle schoolers across the country cool um, and it's where Anderson Cooper got his start Lisa Ling got her start on wow. this program so um, Seth Doan um, a bunch of of news people and it's a program for high schoolers, um, but produced by, generally speaking, a, a younger team. Um, the reporters are young, but not contemporaries of their audience, but young, I would say, in their 20s yeah. and so forth. Um, and I worked there more on the website um, for like a year and a half, and that was all at NBC, like in 30 Rock, because it was all produced by, the, uh, by NBC. And um, made some great friends there, had a wonderful time. Cool. And then I was looking for another, another opportunity, and my boss at there was like, 
try WNBC. They're looking for something that um, could be really right for you. And I was like, I don't know. Like, what is this? They, they had rebranded their um, their producers in their newsroom for a number of reasons, but it was mainly a, a union thing. Um, and they called themselves content producers. And I was like, I don't know what a content producer is. Mm-hmm. I want to be a producer. And he was like, just apply for the job. <laughs> and then we can talk about it. And so I applied for the job. And Tim Peake, thank you. Shout out to you for recognizing that this would be a good opportunity for me. And it was wonderful. So I got the job at WNBC in their newsroom. And I worked on the late news, the 11 o'clock news. Cool. With Chuck Scarborough, Sue Simmons, New York wow. legends yes. in the news business. And I was there for a couple years, and then they decided they wanted to launch um, a lifestyle and entertainment um, and news show at 5 o'clock, replacing the traditional like 5 o'clock news. So they asked me to work on that because they thought it would be a good fit for me. Um, and so I helped launch that show, and then I stayed on that show, shooting, producing, editing, for like five years, I think. Oh, wow. Like really um, cutting your yeah. teeth. Wow. Yeah. Like every day, shooting, producing, editing, crashing spots. Sometimes they would, you know, we would see something in the paper in the morning and then I'd go out, shoot in three different restaurants, um, booking them while I'm in the car, like going from location to location, coming back, editing it, and then it would be on the air that night. So it was a hustle. Wow. It was so intense. And that we did that for like five or six years. That sounds very stressful. It was incredibly stressful. Oh my God. Um, So fun though. Yeah. Yeah. Tough. Um, so crazy you really figure out what you need to do how you need to get it done sort of you know shooting to edit almost oh yeah Um, yeah so like figuring out these are the shots i need this is the story how did you learn how to edit um just on the job yeah yeah and same way i learned how to shoot which is why i'm not great at either I mean, I'm fine at it, and I can get by, but yeah. there are people that are much more talented than I. Oh, of course. I mean, that's yeah. always going to be the case. Sure. It's always going to be the case. I that's I can definitely relate to that, yeah. for sure. But, I mean, it's so funny because like you didn't go to film school. Most of the people that I know that are working in film actually didn't go. Did you go to film school? I did not. Wow. No. Um, no, I didn't. So how did you get into this? We haven't even ever uh, no. had this conversation. Oh, no, it's all good. I so I um I played ice hockey like my whole entire life, and then um that's what I thought I was gonna do. Like at least go to college and do that, and then like be, you're the out. next Wayne Gretzky. Well, I mean, I knew, how, I knew I wasn't that good. But, like I was like I was good enough to go to college, and, and then you I was got a couple get, scholarships for college. Well, didn't you? offers, yeah. yeah. But like, where'd you I, grow up? I grew up in California. Right. Yeah, I grew up in yeah. California. So I was I was gonna go to you know play hockey go to college and get a degree in psychology and then be a therapist that was like what i my because my my mom is a therapist my aunt and uncle are th- like i was like oh this is what i'm gonna do family business right um but i got hurt and then i was like what am i gonna do and then i fell in love with like i started learning how to play guitar and like doing all these other things and i fell in love with music and then i was in a band and played a bunch of shows with like tours and did all that and i wasn't making any money <laughs> Um, but I'd started shooting stuff for the band because like we need to put stuff out on the internet. Like we need right. like content stuff. So I started doing that, and then other bands started being like, "Hey, I like what you did there. Can you do that for us?" Oh. Um, and I didn't know anything about what I was doing. And mm-hmm. then she had uh, had done a dance festival, and this guy West West Page, who was the film teacher at my college, I took like a couple like one film class from him, one film class. <laughs> um, 
he kind of saw me and was like, Hey, I think you'd be really good at this. Like, and then he helped me shoot this mini documentary for this festival that yeah. she was at. Well, you also, you took, I, I'm going to interject real fast. He took, um, um, uh, I don't remember what the title of the class was called, but it was like a dance history class mm-hmm. cause he needed, you know, an, oh, an easy right. credit and yeah. he took it with, um, my, one of my dance mentors and at the end of the class, you have to do some kind of project. And he took on doing a film project and it, it's one of those classic, like you do it with a group, but really only one person does it. He did everything. He did everything. Yeah. Um, and my dance mentor, the professor saw it. And then together her and Wes Page were like, hey, we want some video content for this dance festival that we're putting on. Yeah. Can you do this? So he got that and it aired at the end of the conference. Yeah. And then it was like a, it's I a have... college dance festival. And so a bunch of different um, regions around the country does it and then there's a nationals and um, someone who's in the committee <laughs> who works for like the whole the national director saw yeah. the film and was like hey can you the 40th anniversary of this festival can you do like a documentary on the 40th anniversary and I had oh, no cool. I think I, I charged her $500 it took That's me it. like a year to do like yeah, oh yeah my God. because there was all this archived footage from like he had to turn it into digital. Yeah, I had to do like all the. I mean, I didn't do that myself, oh, but I right. paid to yeah. have it done, and then like I had to go through all this archive footage from. They had like to pull it from the national archives in DC. It was very. I was way it like way over my head. That person got a deal. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh! Yeah. So happy to, like, I remember she took a picture of me like the first check I made like doing film stuff because I had like fallen in love with it, and then. Um, <laughs> yeah. So and then I got Major asked to go to DC deal. to do it, and then um, so I did that, and then we moved to New York shortly thereafter. And I was like, I was still doing music and making the the film. And then we moved to New York and like, I was just so overwhelmed with like paying rent and like losing, I I stopped making music with my friends. So I was really like kind of sad about that. I didn't have the resources to buy a camera here, blah, blah, blah. And then I met um, my my now business partner, Nathan, working at the Odeon in Tribeca. Right. And um, he had like a web series that he was working on. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's like he had done like 10 episodes when I met him. And I was like, hey, do you need, like, a PA to get coffee? Like, I'm just trying to get more into, like, filmmaking. Right. And he's like, sure. Like, do you know, like, have you ever done film? I'm like, well, yeah, I have, like, a whole editing reel. So I sent it to him. He's like, great. Like, you're going to do, like, he's like, yeah, we need this, this, and this. So then we finished those 10 episodes. And then um, I wrote a short film uh, that Nathan ended up directing. And um, after that, we sat down at, uh, what is it? that go tan go tan in tribeca and mm-hmm. we were like hey we need to do this full time so four years later or five years later um yeah we have five five employees and a ton of freelancers and yeah it's crazy yeah. that is yeah, amazing it's kind of nuts but i was, love that yeah <laughs> i mean that takes some hustle and for you to be like i'll get you coffee <laughs> like i think that speaks so much to you just being like yeah. i want to get into this like I'm, you know, a sponge and I'll do anything to get there yeah. because I think that is sometimes lost um, yeah. in, in folks, yeah. know, kids today. Right. No, but you it's so I mean? true. It's so true. I think a lot of younger people <clears throat> feel somewhat entitled, which sound, it seems like a very strong word, but they feel like they don't need to do these yeah. bottom of the barrel jobs, yeah. but you got to make a I name mean, for yourself. You yeah. Gotta, but that's you got to like, work there. You know, and it's funny because I was also working in restaurants and building the business. So I did. Sure. I would, you know, I'd get up at like eight and work from nine to four in my office in Midtown. Right. And then I would run down the West Side Highway for right. exercise. And then I would bartend until right. two o'clock in the morning. Right. But that was three years of just 
killing myself right. you know so when i went full time i was just like so i was like this is so weird i'm like doing what i want to be doing but like only doing what i want right. to be doing yeah. but um yeah so that was i mean that's kind of how i got into it but everyone in film that i've met is either like some people come from music a lot of people come from music right. yeah. that i at least the people that i work with they're like mm -hmm. i was in a band and right. i was a sound engineer and music and video are very linear so sure yeah um but yeah, I, I get the self-taught thing because I feel like I've been going to film school yeah. for four, five years. Mm -hmm. I still feel like I'm learning stuff. Yeah, I but. am too. And particularly too with the way technology changes and the cameras are changing. Yeah. It's, oh, you're always learning something new, Yeah, which is neat. Yeah, I love that because it's a little bit of tech. You mm -hmm. know, it's a lot of creativity, especially like a lot of people don't understand like, you know, how hard it is to edit something and make it compelling. Sure. You know, and you, you don't know bad editing until you see it, right? <laughs> right. You know? True. You're like, oh, this is bad. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, if it's good, you're not supposed to notice it, right? Yeah. yeah. It becomes part of the story. Exactly. What do you find to be, like, your favorite part of producing? Um, well, let me go back. Cause, uh, so I went from New York Live, um, shooting and hustling and doing all that stuff every day, to working in development at ABC for a little while, I'll finish my oh jump like, ship yeah, from yeah. NBC to ABC. Yeah, whoa. And I hated it. And it's not anybody's fault, but it just and the content was fine. It was just that I wasn't working on a live show, and I mm. need that like hustle. I need those deadlines. I need that like we got to get this done. Wow. Like yeah. Lauren Michaels has a favorite saying, or I'm, it's my favorite saying of Lauren Michaels. I don't know if it's his favorite <laughs> saying. <laughs> But he's like, we go on at 11.30, not because we're ready. We go on because it's 11.30. Yes. Right? So it's like, that's wow. what I love about live TV. It's like, this is a hard deadline. Yeah. And there's no getting around it. So you got to do what you got to do to make sure that you get that deadline. Yeah. Have you always been that way? Um, yeah. Like in college, I was always, you know, paper the night before, staying really? up until whatever to get the paper done. I was never a you know do this assignment two weeks ahead of time i'm very much get it done this <laughs> yeah person. that's so funny that's so are you funny a, are you a do ahead no person? I'm, not a, I'm not a procrastinator sure i'm not a i'm not necessarily a procrastinator i would say and i read a whole this huge article on procrastination and it says like some creatives legitimately need that pressure like, the freight train behind them yeah. to yeah. force creativity mm -hmm. yeah so i feel like i'm probably more similar we're very similar in yeah. that way Cause I'm like, I gotta get this done yeah. now. Exactly. <laughs> and then you're just like, fuck it. And then you sit, and the mm -hmm. more you work with something, then you're like, oh, yeah. I get this now. Yeah. yeah. So I was there, and then I was like, I want to be back on a live TV show. This development, we worked for nine months on like a 22 minute pilot that never got picked up, and I was like, I want to just crawl into a hole. This is miserable <laughs> for me. Yeah. And some people love that fine tuning something, yeah. tweaking things here and there. It drove me nuts. So, <laughs> so I found this job at the Today Show, and then I came here, and I've been here for four years, yeah. and I love it. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So That's really cool. you mentioned you asked the question was before I no I hijacked it. it and told you the rest of my life story, uh, <laughs> which I was wanting to hear anyway. So yeah. Uh, what is my favorite part of things? I think that. For me, it's doing the thing. So I don't love all the research and, and that sort of thing, but it's sort of a necessary evil to make sure that you're set up appropriately for going out and shooting the thing and then writing and editing the thing. Mm -hmm. um, so for us, it's a um, it's almost reactive as opposed to being proactive. Mm. Like, I mean, you can research and do as much of that in a proactive manner, but then you go out and you talk to people and you interview people and then what you do is you react to what they say, right? You have to then take those things that they say 
um, and make them into your story. Um, now, hopefully the research that you've done has enabled you to sort of um, anticipate what they're going to say. So you sort of know things, but you don't know people can come out of left field and be like, you know what, actually, this is how I feel about it. Or, yeah. you know, they their opinion might have changed about things. So um, it's neat to then go and be like, okay, this is what they've said in this interview. And now I need to go and, and make the story. <laughs> Um, based on what, not just what I thought they were going to say, but what they actually did say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did a celebrity interview yesterday, <clears throat> which was cool. Five o'clock or six o'clock call time, which was a bummer. Always. <laughs> always. That, that's always a bummer. Yeah. Got up at four to do a Peloton. Had to do a Peloton four. Good for you. <laughs> Good Session for eight. you. Um, and then got to uh, set. He came in. Was so kind, was so nice, like shook everybody's hand. I don't know how often this happens with you, but like shook the audio guy's hand and like all the camera guy's hands, like the PA that was there, my interns, shaking everybody's hands was so nice. Um, And this was a very famous actor, so that was neat. Um, They sat down, they did the interview. Um, That was all great. Um, I was like wanting them to go and walk out on the street. Um, and, but that didn't end up happening. So I was like, okay, well, you know, bummer, but the best laid plans sort of a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so that didn't happen, but again, sort of now I'll, now that I had anticipated that happening, but it's not going to happen. So now I'll rework things and I'll go and write the, write the script in a couple days and then I'll go into the edit room with an editor. Again, somebody that's way better at editing than I am. And work with them for a few days. And I'll try and pre-cut things for them, but they are so talented, the editors there. Um, Oh, I'm sure. So my favorite parts are being in the edit room, working with an editor, collaborating, being like, I think this works here. Or maybe we can, you know, sneak in some music here to make this move a little bit or to, you know, sort of give the flavor of this. Or what if we do have a nap break here of something? And I like that bouncing of ideas off of each other. And I like that similarly on set being like, I like this shot. What if we were able to like punch this up in the background or like maybe mm. we can get rid of a shadow here. And what if we then, you know, we're crazy and put the camera from a low angle, like just kind of trying to be creative with things and doing things in a different yeah. way yeah. and working again with people that are much more talented than I to be like, I would like something different here. I'm not sure, sort of sure how to achieve that. And because they're so much better at this than I am and they've trained and they've been working in, you know, film and video for years, they're able to execute things in a way that I didn't know was available. That's, yeah, that's, uh, you just summed up my favorite part about it too. Yeah, it's fun. And not a lot of people can, uh, like, who are planners or, like, like set in their rigidity and, like, have to have it. Like, it's hard. You have to be able to improvise. Sure. Seems like that is a very big part of what you do. I mean, it's always impro- improvis- improvisation is a great way to put it, but it's also like problem solving, right? Like, right. you know, we were in the, for instance, this place yesterday, um, downtown and the way we were setting up the chairs, we had people in the chairs to sort of mock the, the people. And we were like that painting right behind that person's head just looks like a black hole. Like we need to maybe take that down. How can we take that down? Can we take that down? <laughs> um, you know, and then just all different kinds of problem solving yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's a very I, I i have said that on this podcast but a lot of it it's, just, it's yeah. creative problem solving yeah. and you know thank thank god it's not dire circumstances sure. but it is fun <laughs> yeah. you know and like there's so many things about about filmmaking that apply to real life like being able to go with the flow like i had i was on a shoot for for dell computers and the ac forgot the lenses at the hotel yeah. And they're like, oh. I'm going to go tell the producer that I forgot the lenses at the hotel. I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, the Metabones broke. 
We have to go pick up a new Metabounds. They what won't know that? what that is. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, dude, the Metabounds is broken. And they're like, oh, okay. So I'm like, we're going to go to this rental house. They're open. We're going to go pick up the lenses. We're going to use the same Metabounds. And I was just I was just a gaffer. And they're like, fucking Shepard, man. Like, good job. Yeah. They're like, go. But it's like, you got to keep your, you know, that whole like duck yeah. under the water. Like totally. things are cool. It's <laughs> fine. The world is falling around. But yeah, it's like yeah. those moments where you have to be like, oh, we can figure this out. Exactly. Because it's fun to, it is fun to play when you're mm-hmm. like, what's the best shot here? You know, where you're working with your DP and you're like, what, mm-hmm. what do you think? And you're like, I don't know. Like, what if we try this? And then you're like, I don't know. But um, I got my first taste of <clears throat> field producing in San Francisco. Um, we, re- we did four locations. They were like this whole spotlight on these neighborhoods. And it was like me and a camera guy and a sound guy. And we were just running around like no PAs. I'm like hauling stuff. I kind of like that. Like yeah. I like the hustle of like, yeah. we got to get this done. Like, you know, we have X amount of time. We have so much daylight left, but totally. Um, yeah. I think we're, sounds like we're very similar in our approaches yeah. to things. Yeah. Because it just sort of, it lights that fire and it's like, you know, you've got this one take you only get one shot. And yeah. yeah. Do not miss our opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, yeah, M. Exactly. <laughs> Thank exactly. you, M. No, yeah. The, the same. So we, I had had this idea for the show open. I was like, I want a drone shot from Yerba Buena Island along to the, the Golden Gate. And I'm like, dude, it's like four, it's like 445. We have, we have 20 minutes to make this work. So we go and this guy just gets the drone out and just, he sent it all the way across. And I was like, fuck, this is so beautiful. Yes. Like, oh. You know, you get those moments where you're like, you're under yeah. the gun, and then if it works, it's great. If it right. doesn't, you're like, yeah, fuck it. We'll, right. we'll yeah. cheat it. We'll yeah. cheat it. We'll, we'll make it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so. that's the other thing. That's where it gets creative on the other side, too. Like, if it doesn't work out that you aren't able to get what you need, um, then you'll figure out a way to solve it creatively on the back end, yeah. which yeah. can like bring out whole, yeah, bring about a whole other set of yeah. scenarios. Yeah. So, do you work with mainly the same group of people on all these shoots? Do you have like a, your team of guys? We have, like, or yes gals. and no. Or gals. Thank you. <laughs> They're all dudes. <laughs> we have, like, one sound girl in the whole um, It's We have uh, staff crews and we have freelance crews. Cool. Um, and right now, everybody's in Iowa or at the Super Bowl. So sure. we're using a lot of freelance crews. Yeah. Mm. But the freelance crews that we're using, we use all the time. Sure. So it's still the same sort of group of people. Right. Um, so, like, the, for instance, we were shooting yesterday... Um, and they had been shooting the night before with the same host, different celebrity. Oh, wow. So like they are shooting with us all the time. Cool. Um, and they're all really talented, but it's, yeah, we're supposed to go with the staff guys first for obvious reasons. Freelance people are inherently more expensive because you're also renting their gear and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, totally. Um, but you know, NBC has such a bench. Oh, people. I'm sure. Yeah. Just, uh, just a huge talent pool. Totally. And do you find that having the resources, um, cause a lot of what I come up against is budget constraints. Sure. Right. So like, do you find that having the resources makes you, makes you more creative and try to do more? Th- and I'm sure that you're also working with budgetary <laughs> yeah. restrictions as mm-hmm. well, but I would imagine it's not quite <laughs> the same level <laughs> right. as I'm working with. Uh, how do you, do you ever run up against like, oh, I really want to do this, but there's no budget or do you just pretty much get to do like whatever you want? We kind of get to do whatever we want. Um, because I mean, coming from doing everything myself, like I was shooting, I was lighting, which right. I'm terrible at lighting, <laughs> like absolutely wretched. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just cause I've tried to learn it. I'm just not good at it. But, yeah. um, you know, we've got these people that have been doing this again for so long and they're so good at it. And, 
at this level, I think pretty much things within reason, right? Like, do I need a jib on a shoot every day? No. So, like, my executive <laughs> producer's not going to approve that. Totally. But, like, if I need a drone shot for something, like, yeah, he's going to approve that cool. to come in. But I think that as long as it's justified and sort of within reason, and it does fluctuate from sort of shoot to shoot, too, and the scope of the shoot. Like, yeah. you know, I'm shooting with a celebrity yesterday. I'm not going to come in with one camera and oh, one yeah. sound guy, right? Like, right. we're going to beef that up oh, because yeah. of the caliber of the situation. You're getting Dana dollies and multiple cameras and <laughs> yeah. things are moving, and yeah, that's cool. Exactly, but if I've got, you know, I'm interviewing, um, you know, a woman in, in California who does great work with um, homeless women, I'm probably not going to come in with four cameras. Right. Because it just, the story doesn't call for it. Right. It's, a, it's a more intimate thing. It's not as high profile. You know, you want to sort of get in there and, and be a little bit more nimble with things. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so we're allowed to sort of do that. Yeah, I, I kind of go with like the right tools for the right job and mm-hmm. like whatever's going to like progress the story along. Exactly. And it's it's so funny because you could have all the best cameras and all the best editing equipment, but it doesn't matter if you're not like, this. what's the story here? Sure. Like that's probably why you're good at your job is you know how to tell a story i mean that's that's truly like the, yeah. the thing i could sit here and talk about this all day i'm really enjoying just yeah. Yeah. listening like to you a professional too. like in it we're doing the same thing but like very very different like, totally. I do a lot of like branded content yeah and like um and i did some of that when i was in in local but on a very different scale like yeah. you know we would do i did a a Thing one time with like sans bethlehem the like uh casino mm-hmm. in oh, bethlehem. Uh-huh. yeah and like it was still just me but they like paid for the thing and and you know i had my 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 host and you know we did the thing but it was just on a different scale and i think it's because of the sort of different narrative styles like it sounds like you're scripting things and having is that would that be fair to say yeah i mean for uh, so we do i mean <clears throat> it- very, hundreds of different. different we do sure. like, real estate we do branded content we do booze so one of our <laughs> one of my clients is Pernod card and they own like absolute jameson malibu oh, yeah. um kalua wow. like all these brands and we're doing pretty much most of their instagram feed oh wow so it's like you know they come into the studio we'll do we'll, we we produce so what we do is we kind of like we shoot four or five different shows that uh-huh. live on the internet and then we parcel that down so while we're shooting the show we'll do this is a party trick you know uh-huh. and then it's like then that gets parceled down into one minute and then 15 seconds so it's like all the way down and then photo assets and gifs and then pins to like uh pinterest assets and stuff like that so it's like top to soup to nuts like we do all of it wow but um there's a lot of agencies or like companies now that are like ditching the agency model to go with smaller like boutique creatives because we're like we write scripts. We right. do everything. And uh-huh. then, but, um, so that's why it's more like, I would say boutique. Cause we're like, Hey, we don't want this to look like everyone else. We want this to look different and more right. fun. So, but like, for example, like the, um, the Glen Levitt, which is like a big scotch. We're doing a lot of work with them. And like a lot of our images are on their website that they're using. Sure. I had no idea that we were going to be using those, wow. but it's just interesting. Cause you're like, you know, these, I don't know where it's going to end up. I sometimes I was like, oh, right. shit, I did that. Or like, wow. you know, we produced this. Like, and so it's fun. I like branded content, but I love narrative work. Sure. Like, I would love to be working on features, but yeah. I'm not quite there yet. Um, I but have, it sounds like you guys might, would you ever, as a company, sort of try and take it that way? Yeah, so we do <clears throat> two or three projects a year where we fund ourselves. The whole idea with starting the company was to, like, be able to fund projects. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, yeah, we did two short films last year. I'm working on a scripted, not scripted, a docu-series with, um, I'm working on a docu-series pilot uh, to kind of pitch to people, but it's like, it revolves around music. It's like, it's like Parts Unknown and, and Chef's Table meets music. Cool. Or like abstract. So like, I'm working on the pitch deck for that, but I'm also like juggling every other thing, everything else. So, right. Yeah. I'd like to get into like creating content for, you know, streaming services, mm-hmm. which is, I think, you know, that's, I love, I, I like both. I like branded content and I like, yeah. I like, I don't yeah. know. It's, it, it goes back and forth. It depends on what day it is. I'm right. Very <laughs> but that's sort of the beauty of it too. Yeah. Is that like, yeah. you know, we can scratch all these different parts of our, yeah. of our bodies with these, creatively to do all these different things and it sort of satisfies all of that it does yeah yeah. and you mentioned that when you went from live to non-live you're like fuck this i want to be in live yeah do you have a dream job or do you have anything that you're like oh i wish i could do x or do you feel like where you are i have my dream job that's amazing that's awesome (laughs) that's great yeah i'm so lucky that's so awesome Yeah, Yeah, I feel so, like, hashtag blessed about it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you you have your dream job? Um, Yes and no. So my dream job is is teaching. I mean, if I was, like, really, really going dream, Mm -hmm. dream, 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 um, it would be to dance um, in a touring company. Sure. So that I could dance and tour and see the world. That would be amazing. Um, But for, like, end goal... (laughs) dream job is to teach dance at a college and university oh, cool. so there are aspects of my life where like yeah I am doing my dream job like I'm teaching adults I'm helping them I'm and I love educating people about the body and yeah. helping them achieve their health and fitness goals because I'm extremely passionate about that yeah um and I and I don't know if I ever will stop teaching like yoga or crossfit or, or whatnot mm-hmm. but i am now that i'm done with my master's i am more focused on okay i want to get a job teaching dance at a college yeah. and university um so yeah yes and no wow yeah we'll see well that's cool yeah um i thought you were a great coach by the way thank you it was very kind <laughs> of you yes <laughs> yeah i love doing it and it's funny now i was talking to a friend of mine who um is a dancer and she teaches part-time at a college. I said, I, I can tell I'm ready to be in, um, in a setting where I see kind of the same people over and over again and I help them achieve, um, and like be in a more serious setting. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes the way I talk to my CrossFitters, I'm like, they don't care. Like they're just here to sweat and work yeah, out. Like aggressive. They, they don't really care. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I mean, it seems definitely you're, you've been there for four years, you said? Yeah. Been at the stage for four years. That's yeah. awesome. It's a long it. time. That's um, great. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. Um, we should move into funny, embarrassing, and yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with embarrassing because it also made me laugh. It okay. didn't really embarrass me so much, but I definitely think it embarrassed my super. <laughs> so he came in, we've been having he came in to like make sure the fire alarm or the uh, smoke alarm was working and that door back there connects to um my sister's apartment right and he has to come in to make sure like it's clear and 
in case of emergency. You can get through. Anyway, yeah. he came in and then he was like, oh, someone said that the toilet leaking is your toilet leaking. And I said, no. And he goes, do you mind if I check? I'm like, sure. Do what you need to do. Um, oh, and God. I think I, mean, I know where this is going. Is going. <laughs> I don't think you, I don't know if you do. Um, we have flushable kitty litter. Okay. So. Do you have the best cat litter in the world? Yes. I do too, but I don't flush it because I feel like it's going to clog things. Um, well, so sometimes it can. Depending on what happens and how often we do it. Sure. And earlier this morning, I had flushed it. And there's also an art to it. You have to like <laughs> flush and dump at the same time or else it will get clogged. Yeah, okay. Like... And But every once in a while, like something will float to the top. Sure. This time, a little piece of turd floated to the top. Oh my God. <laughs> and he walked in to like check and look. And as he was walking out, he did not make eye contact with me. His head was down. He was like, no, it's good, but I think you need to flush. There's something. I, uh, and he just oh could not say it. God. And I started laughing because he obviously thought it was mine because I was the only one home. Oh, my God. He's like, this bitch doesn't flush the toilet. I mean... <laughs> Oh my god. And I'm sure scary. he was so shocked when he lifted the toilet seat and was like, oh. <laughs> also, like, as a human being, I would have just been like, flush. Right. You know? That's so funny. Oh, yeah. I laughed so hard um, and was like, he is so embarrassed about what just happened. I thought Again. you were going to say your Diva Cup was like out or something. Oh, no. <gasps> Can we talk about the. Uh, I switched to a Diva Cup last year and it's the best it's thing, the best in the thing world. ever probably every third episode that is not true we talk about it a lot i think i've got the salt the one but i, I oh. love it it's, it's the same yeah same thing. same thing it's yeah. probably five dollars cheaper and, yeah um, yeah cheaper love it it makes such a difference literally changed my life yes wow yes. um it's changed the entire game when yeah. you're when yeah. you were yeah doing that type yeah of thing. yeah it's I amazing. think it, I mean, I, I can't even relate to anything at all about that, but I'm happy that you're happy. Well, I think, you know, you can relate that there's not as much trash to take out. Huh? Yeah. 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 For sure. There's not. I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I, the, female bodily things just have never bothered me. Sure. I don't know. Before, like when I was going to college, I went to school to be a nurse and I, I was also an EMT. Sure. So like, I don't know. That like never really bothered me, but some dudes are like, no. Yeah. No. And I'm like. Okay. Yeah. Just, right. you know, every, it's part it, of, it's part of life. Dude. Part of life. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. But that was that was my most embarrassing. It also made me laugh a lot. I had to look at my notes because... Do I have one? Yeah, I have something that made me laugh a lot that might be your most embarrassing. Oh, do it. Send it. So, um, we this was in um, November, right around Thanksgiving, we left California, or we left to California for three weeks. And we had dinner with his brother and business partner and um, his brother's girlfriend. And um, Nathan and I have a special bond because we know Corey the the best. We know his um, little gonna, okay. quirks and yeah. the weird things he does. And it's just, it's really nice to be able to bond with Nathan in this way. <laughs> so we sit down and Nathan's like, guess what Corey just did? <laughs> I was oh, like, this oh, this is what? actually really fucking funny. <clears throat> and um, they had a glass of whatever it was um, at the office we before. Mezcal. Before I, we have a ton, we work in booze. I, I mean, have a ton yeah. of booze in my office. <laughs> he before they came to the restaurant and they cheers, buddy, cheers. And um, it's right before Thanksgiving, and Corey <laughs> goes, "Last drink of 2019." <laughs> <laughs> and Nathan was like, "Huh? What do you?" 
No. What do you mean? And and also like I'm gonna see you when you get back. You're not mm-hmm. gone until right. New Year's. I laughed so hard. Yeah. And so. <laughs> I think it was two weeks ago we met up in the city because they had a meeting and we went back to we uh, traveled back to Brooklyn together and I hugged Nathan goodbye and I was like oh see you soon I'm not sure and he goes see you in 2019 last drink of 2019 <laughs> uh, I do a lot of dumb shit yeah oh, for so sure. funny yeah. yeah that would be probably my most embarrassing thing um, or just stupid yeah yeah I, I forgot about this part I don't, I don't know oh you don't have to say. okay you can, you can you know, do a throwback or whatever. Yeah. I think my funniest, I, I do. I have done any stupid mistake you've a, made working or yeah, that could <laughs> qualify. I tell the world about that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't of, make any mistakes, Alex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect. Mm-hmm. A perfect human being. Yeah. Actually, she's actually glowing. She's just an orb. <laughs> she's just a walking orb. I am glowing, but only because I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I laughed a lot. Bob and Monet. Uh, Monet Exchange. You follow drag who world? Both of, I don't. Both of whom have won RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay, are just so funny. Yeah, and like they're so quick. They're so they're fucking so quick. fast. So like, I like to think that like every now and then, if I'm in a group of like assassin funny people, like I'll get I'll get a funny one in there edgewise. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what I said, but I I said something that just made them laugh, and then I started like laughing uncontrollably because they were laughing uncontrollably. <laughs> I wish I could remember what I said. I don't know. Good story, Grandpa. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you, darling. There's something um, so joyous, though, about making somebody else laugh, and then yeah, you laughing and then you're laughing from their yeah. joy. I do that a lot with her. Yeah. Yeah. I'm constantly trying to make her laugh. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. you succeed. <laughs> like, well, most, was, of the, most of the this time. Is, well, the other night I was, like, I was peeing, and then I just was like, how many pisses do you think you've taken in your lifetime? <laughs> she just started cracking up. So like, random. I, I like, pee all the time. But then Me we too. did we did the math. We averaged it out. Well, you said, oh, is that what, what that say? question was? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to post the answer. Erica, my sister like, reminded me. Hanging. Yeah. <laughs> no, and so, but she's like, what did you say the average person pees how many times a day? Well, it's healthy. It's healthy to pee every two I'm hours. Like every twenty minutes. Yeah, you okay. you pee you so have, much. You might have to take I, a look I, at your prostate. <laughs> yeah, honey. I had an entire French press, this and half of this this morning. So yeah, like, I had a couple cups of coffee and this. Yeah, and yeah. I have to pee again, and I peed right when I got here. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can. We're almost done. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. Yeah. Um, any any funny stories that you can think of, or something that made you laugh? It could be it could be a throwback. Mm. I know it's kind of hard when you're put on the spot. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish I had. I'm sorry, I forgot to prepare no, no this worries. portion of the podcast. No oh, worries. Do you ever do anything like silly in front of a celebrity that you're like, oh my god, I can't believe I just did that in front of them? I embarrass myself all of the time. I choose to block <laughs> it all out. <laughs> Good for you. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. That's okay. I'm well, so we, sorry. No, we. That's we, we okay. I, I, think, I think mine was embarrassing enough. Um, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you so much. Thank I, this you. This is so fun. I Thank love you. hanging out with you every time. Yeah. I, and we've only hung out like I mean a handful of times, but yeah. every time I know I'm like I freaking love Hannah. I She's love so great. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we I should, wish we should hang out more. We should. Yes. I would love yeah. to. And we, I I will we will make that happen. Yeah. 2020. Um, <laughs> do you social? Do you want people to follow you? Because some people sure. around here are yeah. like, no, don't follow me. Um, I'm at Van Winkle Hannah. So that's my name. Um, <laughs> on the socials. On, on, the socials. on Instagram and uh, Twitter. Don't really tweet, but 
sometimes I'll tweet out some like my segments or whatever. But yeah, on Instagram you can see the celebs. Cool. If I remember to take a picture <laughs> with them, always a good thing. And I always forget. Are you I bummed forget. you're not going to the Super Bowl this year? Um, was it last year or two years ago? You posted both. a very beautiful yeah. Super Bowl yeah, picture. Yeah, that was Thanks. dope. I, was like, yeah. I went last that. year and the year before, and I'm sort of sad that I didn't yeah. get to go this year. Um, especially, too, because the last two years were in... I mean, my first NFL game ever was the Super Bowl in Minneapolis. <laughs> wow. <laughs> right? And it was freezing. It was in a dome, but, it, you know, yes, walking around and doing things. It was freezing. So Boomerang. Cool. Yeah. So fun. Uh, but then this year it's in Miami. It's like, come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah, that but, would have been um, really nice to get yeah, away yeah. and get some sun. Yeah, but oh well. Cool. Next well, time. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on. I appreciate thank your you. time. Thank you for coming all the way to Brooklyn. Yay. Um, no worries. Awesome. All right, guys. Okay. Well, uh, don't forget to give us a like, subscribe. It helps people find the podcast. And we'll see you next week. Yep. All right. Peace out, homes. Bye. 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 <laughs> I'm feeling conversation, it's about to go down I'm feeling your vibrations all the way across town I'm E.T., you can phone me, girl